Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com What's up, everybody? My name's Tom. I'm a cannabis lawyer, and you can find me on the internet at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com or on Instagram at CannabisIndustryLawyer. And we're going to be talking today all about the Ohio dispensary opportunity that's going on right now. Uh, it's October 27th. In a few more days, on November 4th, the window will open. And on November 18th of 2021, that's it. That's all the time you have to get your Ohio medical marijuana dispensary application on file with the, what's the name of the regulatory body? The Ohio Mer Medical Marijuana Control Program. And uh, we're going to go over a lot of stuff. At the end of this, we're going to be talking about our financial model. It'll be a little wonky because the stuff that I'm going to share prior to that is in one tab, and then it's an Excel spreadsheet. It just didn't load very well. Uh, if you like loading Excel spreadsheets, please give us a thumbs up and click subscribe because that's the only way you're going to get notice of new episodes of Cannabis Legalization News, where we discuss policy and then also um, operations and licensing issues that come up with the cannabis industry. Uh, Ohio it has a similar um, type of lottery as Arizona from uh, approaching it from like a 30,000 foot uh, perspective and looking down on it. And what do I mean by that? Well, in Arizona, you needed to have a certain amount of money. You needed to have real estate. You needed to have zoning approval. If you had those three things, it was a fairly straightforward application. Ohio requires several more of the aspects than that, but not by much. And so Ohio also says you need a certain amount of money, also need real estate, also need zoning, and then you also need a blueprint and a construction budget made by a particular person, and then you also need a financial model, kind of, you need a budget of your projected costs for a few types of things. We're going to go over all of that right now, and I'm going to share my screen with you because Ohio uh, has better than average, in my opinion, uh, transparency when it comes to their medical marijuana program. This is their, uh, their homepage, if you will, and this is their one regarding dispensaries in particular. As I said, we are currently under an uh, application window. It just hasn't opened yet, but the application is right there. You see there's the application uh, instructions that have 
come forward and it's eight pages of instructions and how you can apply. If you want any of these, please do reach out to me at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com or Google Cannabis Lawyer Ohio, uh, result nine for collateral base, at least collateral base, uh, Cannabis Lawyer Ohio should be result nine. Or you could just Google collateral base. Give us a call. I'd love to talk to you because we don't have very long. Uh, the other thing that's going on right now is a question and answer period. Question and answer periods happen very often. And so they've already posted their first 35 pages. And I believe there was over 100 questions asked. The uh, Ohio lottery, there was 217 questions asked. First QA period expired on October 15th of 2021. So hopefully you asked those questions. The thing has to do with uh, more certainty. As you read the application, you're only trying to do what's in the application. And then you know it's a lottery and you know that there's certain uh, areas that they're going to allow more licenses. So Ohio had so many different medical dispensaries broken up over so many different little areas. And now the Ohio program has grown to 209,000 uh, patients and it's growing at approximately 9.83% per month. Hint, we've used that in our financial model later. But uh, that means that you have to kind of figure out where the industry is going to be when you're going to be licensed and then how much, you know, COGS, cost of goods and services, no, no, cost of goods sold, uh, you will have so that uh, it is... Um, taken into consideration with the uh, budget that the state requires you to do. And how do you find out what is actually on the application? Well, it doesn't matter if you're in Ohio or any other state. You go to the regulation or the statute that provides the specifics of what constitutes a medical marijuana, in this case, business application. It could be an adult use application in your case. And so one of the things that you might want to do is just Google real quick how, let me just shrink myself down a bit, how can, how to get a dispensary in Ohio, and you would find that we are result three. That's us right down there, uh, cannabisindustrylawyer.com. And if you go there, you will find uh, this video that we're shooting right now. Unfortunately, I'm not hitting play, but it has all sorts of information for you. And then you could fill out this form here, or there's another one right there. Fill that one out. Let us know how we can help you out in Ohio. And this is the thing that we really need to talk about now. Why is that? That right there. That is the applications to operate medical marijuana dispensaries pursuant to the Ohio Administrative Code, Rule 3796-6-2-02. This is a wonderful time to explain to you something you may not have been expecting. You may not have been expecting that the cannabis industry is actually the compliance industry. Smash those likes and then also please do click subscribe if you enjoy highly regulated industries that demand compliance because you're in one, especially if you have a cannabis license. Um, so this is the compliance industry. And as such, this is the rule that spells out what specifically must be in your application. And your job in order to qualify for the lottery is to give the state everything they've asked for, and everything that's required. Uh, the state has done a very good job of taking questions and answers. There will be another round of questions and answers that will be asked. And they also provided this application. Now, this is interesting. The application doesn't exist yet, but the regulation for the application exists. 
and this uh, application instructions also exist. The state of Ohio has answered many questions regarding uh, little, little edge cases, we like to call them, uh, in the rules of their lottery game. And so now we have refactored our offerings so that we can maximize likelihoods of at least becoming a landlord, but you have to comply because, again, you're in the compliance industry with all the strictures of these requirements so that you do not get disqualified. They've warned that you'll get disqualified if you inappropriately try to game the lottery system. They only want you to do it within the boundaries of the rules. And so let's talk about what goes into a actual uh, application to operate a medical dispensary. You know, this is a, what is it, six pages? Six pages of regulations, and they spell everything out. And because they spell everything out, you have to read them. Uh, and you have to create almost a checklist from stuff like this, and you cross-check this with your application so that everything on there is on your application. Otherwise, it is deficient. Because again, you're just trying to comply with every single one of these. So it starts out pretty, pretty straightforward. Now, it just kind of says you're not allowed to sell unless you have a license, a certificate of operation. And this certificate of operation is what's up for grabs right now, kind of. But first, you are going to get a qualification. You're going to win the lottery. And then after you win the lottery, you have 270 days to obtain your certificate of operation. And then after you've obtained your certificate of operation, you have the right in Ohio to be able to uh, vend your medical cannabis. And so it says the number two, B, the board will not consider an incomplete application. So make sure the application, of course, is complete. And then you need the application fee. Don't forget the application fee. I believe it's $5,000. And they are going to make a form. This form we anticipate being released on November the 4th and being due by November the 18th. So you need the name of the applicant as reflected in its articles of incorporation. So you need to uh, file your LLC with the state. The type of business organization, we'd suggest an LLC. Confirmation of the provisional application is registered with the Ohio Secretary of State as a business. So again, very compliant, aren't you? You are a lawfully organized business. A copy of the provisional dispensary applicants. Uh, and then article of organization or joint venture doctrines of the provisional applicant. You need the physical address where it will, the dispensary will be located. And then the physical address of any co-owned or affiliated because there are license caps in Ohio. Mailing address of the provisional dispensary applicant, telephone number, email. See, so it seems so easy, right? Like this would be like a one pager so far. Proof establishing the dispensary owns and controls the leasehold and the marijuana will be all right. So that uh, the owner or the leasehold says, hey, it's okay for you to uh, have a medical marijuana dispensary in this particular premises. This is, of course, uh, quite common. Uh, it's, it's also usually a one pager, mostly like a, an affidavit, it kind of looks like. Uh, professionally prepared. Oh, now it gets more difficult. This is where it becomes more difficult. Once you get into K, professionally prepared survey surrounding the prospective dispensary that establishes the facilities at least 500 feet away from uh, boundaries of real estate having situated on it a prohibited facility. Uh, those are usually churches, schools, that type of stuff. But you, you can see how they point you to another section of the code. So you have to comply with all these ones and you could make narrative and compliance and demonstration if you would like. Uh, people usually go wrong when they don't go into detail. 
Notwithstanding these rules, 500 feet will be measured using the shortest distance between the external uh, boundaries, the real estate, and any facility under uh, you know that is excludable. Evidence that the dispensary is in compliance with all local ordinances. See, that's where you get the zoning and all that. And the signature of the authorized person saying that uh, the, the information is true and correct. So another affidavit. Tax authorization saying that you're going to pay your taxes. Financial statements demonstrating applicant has adequate liquid assets. Right there is the floor, not the ceiling. No less than $250,000. The questions and answers that they had on this, they have already defined what that means. And so that cannot be your IRA. You know, it has to be liquid, not illiquid, like your IRA or uh, equity in real estate. That's illiquid. So uh, this would, or, or closely hold held corporations, like my equity in my company or companies, my LLCs, they're closely held. They're, this, they haven't been traded at all. And so uh, that is not liquid. But like stocks and bonds, shares of Apple, that is liquid. Okay, so back into uh, the requirements. Such liquid assets shall be unencumbered. You see how it's, it has to be cash within 30 days. I love how they go into it. So, uh, and then people ask questions about this and it was in the QA. Account statements, the application was from inside the United States. So they don't say that you have to be from uh, Ohio. They do say you have to be from the United States. If the money's coming from somebody else, who? Funds, sources. Oh, I see. The use of funds from sources not disclosed is prohibited. So like if you're making a PPM, maybe you want to say we are have a, um, a, a an exempt uh, financial offering, but eh, that, that, that kind of comes right up to the edge. Uh, description of the proposed organizational structure, an org chart, basically. All titles of the people, the roles of the people for the, the applicants, the dispensary. Whether the person has served or is currently served a board member of another marijuana entity. Uh, and then uh, whether they've ever been disciplined, you know, by any uh, other type of um, licensing, sure, uh, in any jurisdiction inside the United States. So, you know, make sure that you always tell the truth. Whether a marijuana entity was previously associated and its license is revoked. See, they want it, they're looking for the trustworthiness. Uh, and then they're looking for uh, co-ownership because they have limits on that. And now it gets more difficult. Now, it's at number six, criminal records check. You have to be fingerprinted within the state of Ohio. Uh, and now we get site-specific plans. Now, in number seven, number eight, and number nine... These are the trickies. All right. And so number seven, let's go there. Site specific plans showing the interior and exterior of the medical drawn to scale with square footage clearly illustrated must be prepared by a contractor or architect responsible for the project. So you also have to hire this person. Despite site specific plans include any of the following. It has to include all of these A, B, C, waiting rooms, C, D, patient care areas, E, enclosed areas for marijuana deliveries. And then see, we're not done. It's it's F, it's G, it's H, and then the parking. All right. So after you have that site specific plan, now under eight, you also need a site specific construction or renovation budget that will uh, have everything be in compliance with this rule. And you see, they don't say 270 days, do they? No, that would be too easy. Uh-uh. What they do instead is they cite you to the rule, and that rule would say 270 days. Welcome to the compliance world. Uh, and so after that, now you get into uh, at nine, a budget for the proposed dispensary identifying the projected cost to staff, equip, and operate the medical marijuana dispensary for the following time periods. 
A, from award of the provisional dispensary license. So the, the lottery is going to be this award of the provisional dispensary license. And if that is one of your dreams to one day be uh, a part of a, a winning provisional dispensary license, don't forget to smash those thumbs up, click subscribe, and also click the bell because this video might actually get labeled as being for adults only because it really is. You have to be 21 or older to be able to qualify for the um, cannabis ownership you know, licenses. You're, you're not going to get a cannabis license and be less than 21 years old, especially for equity purposes. Okay, so that is the award of the dispensary license, the provisional aspect. Now you'd have to take that provisional aspect and you need to get the certificate of operation because that allows you to actually operate your dispensary. So uh, you're supposed to have your budget of your costs uh, from the provisional through the certificate of operation. And then B, from the issuance of the certificate of operation uh, to not less than four months after the receipt. So if you want to go above and beyond the requirements, you do at least five months. And then, of course, it says 10, any other documentation required by the board. Uh, that's the huge catch-all. You see all these huge catch-alls quite often in um, uh, the cannabis industry. Uh, and lots of discretion placed in the hands of the state to pick the people they, they believe and they trust will be following the rules when they are operating their cannabis facilities. And then, of course, they have other stuff. If any information contained in the application changes, the applicant shall immediately notify. So if anything outside of what you said happens, you have to tell them. And then no application to operate a medical marijuana dispensary may be withdrawn. Uh, all requests to withdraw shall be submitted in writing. If it was withdrawn, dispensary uh, from operating compliance. Oh, okay. And so like, if it is withdrawn because of for whatever reason, you can get your um, application fees, which I believe is $5,000 back. Now, let's talk about the thing that we have prepared because we are not uh, contractors. We are not architects. We, we are um, operators and uh, uh, you know, consultants in the uh, cannabis industry. And so we prepared a budget for you. And then of course, we're also lawyers. So you know we're fastidious when it comes to following the rules so that your application is in compliance. The, we just had another uh, client successfully make a lottery in Kittery, Maine. Good luck to him. Uh, but a you have to make sure that that, that it, you can't get out. I mean, not getting into the lottery would suck. Yeah, so you have to make sure that you follow all the rules, do everything with what they've asked you for uh, so that you can actually access that lottery. And then there's ways, there are ways they aren't necessarily cheap uh, that you can maximize your likelihood of at least walking away as a landlord if you follow the rules. So uh, I now am going to pull up our uh, copy of the uh, uh, the budget for the proposed dispensary, identifying the projected cost of staff, equip and operate. I just, uh, I have to uh, remove this and then I have to add something else to the screen and that takes a little bit of time and we have just the bumper for that. Just a second. Let me see. There it is. See you in a bit. I'm still uh, still working on this here, guys. I wish that bumper was just a moment longer. There you go. Okay. And so that is way too small for you to read. And I do apologize for that. Let me just, all right. So it's, it's, it's the model. Of course, uh, there are some assumptions through the model. Also, it's just impossible to try to read. Uh, we're almost done putting together the, uh, the finishing touches on this, but then, um, like 
you have to remember they don't really talk about like these types of projected uh, sales figures. Like th they didn't. What did they ask for? They asked for the costs. But one of the costs that you have to understand is what's your cost of goods sold. And so we created financial projections to determine based on state reported uh, data on real sales and real sales growth, where uh, when you are through that 270 day period of your construction. Uh, and so like that would be in our income statement. Uh, oh, yeah, I was just booking through all of them. Uh, and so we're still crafting the income statement for this. But then you would have your uh, at least at least don't remember um, the requirements said at least four months of operations and through your certificate of operation. So if you win and then depending on what your build out is and again, COVID. So plan budget. Uh, you know, say we anticipate being opened at this time, but we will, sh we shall certainly comply with cite the regulation in the 270 days and then explain how. And then in your budget, you say, okay, we're going to assume uh, a 270 day build out window, or maybe you do eight months because 270 days is approximately nine. Uh, and you'd have your budget for that. But you're not going to, like, again, the budget, you have to, you have to only answer what they asked. And what they asked for had nothing to do with uh, the cost of your construction. That was 0.8. Uh, and so this one would just be your FF&E. Uh, and so then after that, then you would also need to know what is a cost, uh, what's your salary. So that would be your personnel statement, of course. Uh, and then you have your op-ed uh, or op-ex in detail because you're going to have your payroll. And then you're also going to have your administrative costs uh, and what your ongoing costs are. It's like, you know, for um, let's say you have one of those nice web subscriptions to Dutchie. Maybe that's $400 a month. Maybe you have a subscription to um, what's their seed to sale tracking. Maybe it's, let's biotrack THC and that's $400 a month. These types of things add up. And so you have to account for them in your, uh, in your proposed budgets so that they are complete. And then if they're complete, you can get access to the lottery. Uh, we'd love to help you out on it. We really would. We've prepared a lot of stuff to uh, help teams all over the state of Ohio for right now uh, and then beyond uh, successfully access their lottery, but then also to, to the extent that they're willing to engage in it, uh, use networking effects that arise from our um, network of clients that are trying to win a lottery just like yours, uh, but maybe they've secured real estate in one location and you've secured real estate in another location. And if you application stack, to the extent that you want to and can afford it and can demonstrate uh, sufficient capital, uh, you can enhance your likelihood of walking away uh, and making money on this deal in the sense that you know, there's a lot of risk capital, uh, but if you've got the right real estate, uh, you may end up being a landlord because they are giving out another 73 cannabis licenses for medical marijuana dispensaries in the state of Ohio coming for uh, an application window from November 4th through November 18th. 2021. Don't forget to get in if you want help getting in at Cannabis Industry Lawyer on Instagram. CannabisIndustryLawyer.com is my uh, website. We have uh, and it's it has the ability to uh, you know you can get in touch with me on that. You just go to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. That's me back when I had short hair. I'll get short hair again. Trust me. But um, you'd fill out this form right here, and that would get in touch with us. Uh, or you can just Google cannabis industry lawyer or collateral base is my law firm's name uh, and give us a call. Uh, really hope we can help you out. Tune in uh, in the future because we are going to have a lot more fun on this little YouTube channel where we call it cannabis legalization news. And I will see you uh, when it is 420 somewhere. 
hopefully everybody's having a good day. And wait, now that I've kind of done this spiel and it's 22 minutes past, you guys can already dump out if you want. But let's see if there's any questions that have come in. Nope, it's just mostly chatter. Um, mostly people watching. Thanks for hanging out, U49. Uh, hopefully you guys are having good days. Uh, if there were any actual questions, I could just do those for a minute before I, I dip out. Ohio sucks. I mean, it's uh, Ohio's uh, doing its thing, how it's doing its thing. We're just trying to help people get into Ohio. Let's see. Don't cut your hair, Tom. Tough, man. Do you see that uh, reliever that was pitching for Atlanta yesterday? That guy's mullet? Mm-hmm. That's where it's going. Just for a moment, though, because I don't think people would take any lawyer with a mullet seriously. I mean, I know it's 2021 and all, but I just think that's what they would do. Anyway, guys, thanks. I got to get going. Got to get back to work. Uh, I'll see you when it's 420 somewhere. So I'm going to end with one of those bumpers uh, because it's brought to you by my firm, Collateral Base. Peace out. Peace <laughs> out.